Turn with me, if you will, to Psalm chapter 90. Psalm chapter 90. Um, as Mary Magdalene knelt down by the tomb of the Lord Jesus and wept, I'm sure she must have felt that all hope was gone. Uh, the hopes and the dreams that she'd had uh, for uh, what Jesus would come to do, all that he would accomplish, seemed to be dashed at an end without hope. And then Jesus spoke to her. What an amazing thing must have happened in her life at that moment when he said, Mary. You know, sometimes we may find ourselves kind of in that same uh, situation in the sense that, that maybe some hope or some uh, purpose of our life has kind of found its end. And, and we look at a, an impossible situation. How could this ever happen? And we need to remember that God is still in the miracle-working business. He is still God. He is still able to do the things uh, that he does. And um, here we have a psalm written by Moses, one probably the oldest psalm uh, that we have in the whole book of Psalms. Um, Moses is talking about life and some of the difficulties and challenges of life and and how um, we need God in life. And so uh, I, want to, I want you to see uh, that we can pray for the supernatural intervention of God in our lives. And God delights to answer that kind of prayer. Um, so look with me at Psalm chapter 90. And the title of my message is Praying for the Supernatural. Our main text will be uh, starting with verse 12, but I want to read these other verses as background. Lord, you have been our refuge in every generation before the mountains were born and before you gave birth to the earth and the world from eternity to eternity, you are God. You return mankind to the dust, saying, return, descendants of Adam. For in your sight, a thousand years are like yesterday that passes by. Like a few hours of the night, you end their life, they sleep, they are like grass that grows in the morning. In the morning it sprouts and grows, and by evening it withers and dries up. For we are consumed by your anger, we are terrified by your wrath. You have set our unjust ways before you, our secret sins in the light of your presence. For all our days ebb away under your wrath, and we end our years like a sigh. Our lives last 70 years, or if we're strong, 80 years. Even the best of them are struggle and sorrow. Indeed, they pass quickly and we fly away. Who understands the power of your anger? Your wrath matches the fear that is due you. Teach us to number our days carefully so that we may develop wisdom in our hearts. Lord, how long? Turn and have compassion on your servants. Satisfy us in the morning with your faithful love so that we may shout with joy and be glad all our days. Make us rejoice for as many days as you have humbled us, for as many years as we have seen adversity. Let your work be seen by your servants and your splendor by their children. Let the favor of the Lord our God be on us. Establish for us 
the work of our hands. Establish the work of our hands. Uh, As Moses describes uh, the brevity of life and he describes the wrath of God, I I tell you what, it sure makes me grateful to be a child of God and, and to have the blood of Jesus covering me because the Bible says that I'm not appointed, that we are not appointed to suffer wrath because we placed our faith in Christ. Though that's true, uh, we are disciplined for sin. Uh, God disciplines out of, out of his love and for our good. Uh, but Moses went through the wilderness with, uh, we talked about this morning, the difference between being grumbly hateful or humbly grateful. He went through the wilderness with a bunch of grumbly hatefuls. I mean, they were, they were all the time grumbling, complaining, uh, sinning. Uh, there were, you know, plagues breaking out and so forth. And at one point, Moses, they're mad at Moses because of something that's happened. And, and Moses says, Lord, uh, you know, how long am I going to have to deal with these people? Did I give them birth? You know, and, and he's, he's frustrated. He's, he's, he's angry. Um, and so Moses didn't have an easy experience. But, you know, life tends to be hard at times. I'm so glad that the first half of the psalm doesn't just end with the brevity of life and the wrath of God. That'd be a pretty dismal picture. But he says, turn, Lord, and have compassion. And isn't that the greatness of our God? That when we are richly deserving of his discipline, judgment, so forth and so on, God is willing to listen to a prayer of repentance. And God says, turn, or Moses says, turn. And, uh, and he asked God to once again bring blessing, once again bring refreshment. I kind of wonder if the, the Joshua generation was the answer to Moses' request. But Moses is praying for a new day, for a new blessing of God upon the people. I want you to see several things that we need to pray for. Uh, so that God's supernatural work can, can be happening. First of all, we need to pray for supernatural wisdom. Pray for supernatural wisdom. Verse 12 says, Teach us to number our days carefully, so that we may develop wisdom in our hearts. You and I all have a limited amount of time. Only God knows the specific number of days, but uh, I heard of one person who actually figured what the sp- specific number of days that they had until they were age 70. And then each day in their journal, they would take one day off uh, to kind of remind them of the preciousness of each day that we have uh, and, and our, our life here for the Lord. Um, we need to pray for wisdom. We need to pray that God will help us to take advantage of the time that we have while we have it. Uh, each one of us has opportunities. Um, each one of us here uh, likely has family members. You've got family members that uh, some of them may know Christ, others may not know Christ, but you have an opportunity for a limited amount of time to influence your family with the things of God. Um, maybe you're investing in grandchildren. Maybe you're investing in your kids or, or uh, have a sibling that you're working with. But you have that time to, to impact their lives. Others uh, are in school. And you have an opportunity uh, 
you have such an opportunity, a mission opportunity. I tell you what, we have a mission field at school. Um, and, and, and you have an opportunity to reach people for Jesus Christ. Um, take that opportunity seriously. Make sure you're open about your faith uh, at school so that other people can hear about it. Um, workplace, other places, uh, we have opportunities to make a difference for Christ. Maybe to encourage a brother or sister in Christ who's discouraged. Uh, to help somebody that's in need. Uh, to uh, do something that God has called us to do. Has God gifted you? You have an opportunity to use that gift. Are you taking advantage of that time? So ask God to give you that heart of wisdom and to live your life in such a way that you live consistently with His purpose for your life and you make a difference with the time that you have. Uh, So that's a great prayer. Ask God for supernatural wisdom because the world has its own kind of wisdom, but we need the wisdom of God. So ask God for that wisdom. Then ask God for supernatural compassion. Ask God for supernatural compassion. He says, turn and have compassion on your servants. Now, um, I won't ask for a show of hands, but how many of you have ever been irritated with your kids? Or your spouse? Okay, now no, don't give testimony, okay? But we, we've all been there, haven't we? I mean, you know what? I, I know that we... Um, I, I think I gave the, the pest gene to my son, and, and I have uh, afflicted my wife and, and the rest of my family with, uh, with, that, with that gene. And my son now has taken up the mantle and has, uh, has gone on with that. But uh, we all need compassion from our loved ones, don't we? I mean, if we, if we all got treated the way we deserve to be treated, we'd be in trouble. And so... Uh, w- if that's true with human relationships, how much more with God? How much more, think about this. I don't know about you, but there have been times that I've read the Word of God, and I, this is something I had no idea was an offense to God. And I look at that and I think, wow, I have done that sin a whole lot of times that I didn't even realize it was a sin. <laughs> you know, uh, Insincere worship is one thing. You know, your, your mind is wandering. I was reading that in one of the prophets. That, that blew me away. I thought, wow, uh, how guilty I am before God with that. And so, um, we need God's compassion. There are things that we do that we don't even realize we do to offend the holy, pure character of God. And we need to pray for His compassion, pray for supernatural compassion. Uh, some of us need more supernatural compassion than others. But uh, make sure that you pray for God's compassion. And, and, and Moses prays not just for himself, but he prays for Israel. He says, have compassion on your servants. We need to pray for our church. Lord, have compassion on your servants here in this church. Um, Lord, don't treat us as we deserve. Treat us according to your mercy. Treat us according to your grace. Uh, so pray for supernatural wisdom. Pray for supernatural compassion. Uh, pray for supernatural satisfaction. Look at verse 14. Satisfy us in the morning with your faithful love. My aunt sent some chocolates to us uh, through the mail. They were truffles. And uh, this is for Christmas, you know. And I ate one. 
and then I ate another, and then I ate another, and then I ate another. Well, I won't, I won't give any more testimony than that, but let's just say afterwards I was satisfied, okay? I was, I was full. It tasted good. Wow, I love chocolate. Uh, and so... Uh, we know what it means to feel satisfied with our appetites physically and eating and so forth. Uh, but what is it to be satisfied in your soul? You know, there's a lot of things in this world that may bring a temporary, a fleeting satisfaction, you know. Uh, you go and you have a great day somewhere doing something you like to do. And there's a satisfaction about that. But you know, what I've seen in my life, and I've seen the lives, you've got people who are wealthy, who are unhappy. They can do anything they want to do. They have everything that money can buy, and yet they're still unhappy. Why is that? Because there's a satisfaction that goes deeper than the surface level, and that's the satisfaction that Jesus brings through a relationship with him. And so Moses says, hey, life is hard. Things are difficult. I've had trouble, and I've had hard days, and life's been a, a sigh at times, but Lord, I need your satisfaction. Satisfy us, not just me, but satisfy us with you, with your faithful covenant love. Satisfy us, Lord. You know, being with God, being filled with His presence, the Bible says the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. But, but that peace and that joy, those two stand out to me because I think that kind of goes along with that satisfaction that, that Jesus brings. And for those times that, um, that I am not satisfied with life and not satisfied with my relationship with God are the times that I've gotten away from God. Uh, but there's a satisfaction that comes. And I'm not talking about sitting on your blessed assurance and, and never doing anything, but I'm talking about uh, being having a joy in your life, a satisfaction with your life that doesn't depend on circumstances. So that like Paul and Silas in the jail, you can sing even when there's trouble and difficulty. So um, he, he says, I, I pray for satisfaction and we need to pray for satisfaction in our lives as well. Lord, help us to be satisfied with you. Help us not to look to food or uh, television or work or whatever else to meet the deepest needs of our heart. Help us look to you. Satisfy us with your presence, with your faithful uh, love. And this covenant love is, is the word that's used there. It's, it's, it's in Hebrew. It's a word that speaks of the covenant. Because of the blood of Jesus, I can know the satisfaction of God. If you don't know Christ, you need to give your heart to Him. Repent of your sin, put your trust in Him, uh, receive Him into your life, and you can know this satisfaction. It comes through that covenant relationship with God. So pray for a supernatural satisfaction. So pray for a supernatural wisdom, a supernatural compassion, a supernatural satisfaction, a supernatural joy. Look at verse 14. Satisfy us in the morning with your faithful love so that we may shout with joy and be glad all our days. Now, there are certain times 
when uh, you've heard of getting happy. Now, I'm not talking about getting happy. I was Travis hiccuped earlier, you know, and I was kind of teasing him about that. But I'm not talking about this kind of getting happy, okay? We're, we're talking about uh, the, the joy of the Lord, right? getting, getting happy in the Lord. There are times where you can maybe listen to a song. And you're, you're thinking about how good God's been, and you just get happy in the Lord. You just want to shout. I've done that a few times going down the highway. I kind of, you know, sometimes I'll look around after I do it. <laughs> anyway, uh, but it's, it's exciting to be a child of God and to know what our hope is in our future. Um, and so pray for that joy. Pray that God will refresh you with his joy. Um, I, there was a lady that used to sing in the church where I was growing, where I, where I grew up, and her name was Debbie. And when she would sing, you would just see the glow of the presence of God on her face. There was a joy there. I love to watch people who are joyful and be around people who are joyful uh, in the Lord because it's just catching. I mean, it's, there's an, an excitement, enthusiasm that comes from the Lord that uh, just elevates life. It brings brings beauty to life. Um, we need to pray for that kind of supernatural joy in our lives that God will, uh, not that you go around with a fake smile, how things going, oh, everything's wonderful. Yeah, thank Jesus. No, it's, it's not that, but it's, it's, a, it's a joy that even when things are going wrong in your life, you can, you can have some joy despite that because you have the Lord and, and you're walking with Him. So, uh, pray for that supernatural joy in your life. So pray for supernatural wisdom, supernatural compassion, supernatural satisfaction, supernatural joy, and the supernatural working of God. Look at verse 16. Let your work be seen by your servants. Now, I've seen what I can do. Some of you are great craftsmen, not me. Uh, I get impatient. I, I made a cabinet in, in, my, uh, in my house out of plywood, and uh, it has trim on it, not because I had a great idea of how to design it that way, but because I got in a hurry, and I started taking that saw quickly, and it was curvy. And so what I did is I took that piece of trim, and I slapped that piece of trim down over the top of it to hide what I had done, so now it's straight. I know what I can do as a craftsman, and it's not very good. So I, uh, I thank those of you who are good at that, and uh, praise God for you. Uh, but you know, in the Christian life, in the Christian service for God, there's what we can do, and then there's what God can do. Now I don't know about you, but I don't, I don't want to spend my life doing what I can do. I want to see what God can do. Wouldn't you love to see that? Something that God does in, in our midst that is so great, you just have to kind of shake your head and say, well, boy, you know it's not the preacher. <laughs> you, know, you know it's not, you can't pinpoint somebody in the congregation that's caused it. No, this is a supernatural work of God. Moses said, listen, I've, I've seen, hey, Moses had been there. He'd seen those supernatural things. He'd seen the Red Sea part, and he'd seen... Uh, God provide water from a rock and, and all these things, you know. Uh, but he says, Lord, I, I just want to see more. I want to see your supernatural working. Your super, I want to see lives change, God. I want to see you do a work 
This life is weary, but Lord, when you come down and you do your work, it, it's just such a wonderful, exciting thing. And so Moses says, hey, God, I want to see your supernatural working. Please give that to me. Grant that to me. In the same way, we need to pray for the, for the supernatural working of God. What are ways God may, might work in your life? Maybe personally giving you victory over a certain sin in your life. Uh, there are biblical principles to help you with that, but there's also, I believe, a supernatural element to that. When God comes and, and through the power of the Holy Spirit, He gives you victory over a sin in your life. Uh, there might be uh, a relationship that has been breached, maybe for years. Maybe you've tried to restore it and, and, and have not been able to. But God can restore it. Uh, whatever it might be, maybe it would be something in your workplace. Something you've wanted to accomplish. But all of those things are great. But then there is the supernatural changing of a soul. Uh, the, the greatest miracle, I, I think, in this world is when God changes somebody's heart. Um. Philip was sharing with me this morning about uh, a man that he knew that that's passed, now has passed away, but how he lived a, a worldly life and, and was known for that, and how he came to faith in Jesus Christ and how totally changed he was. And, and he wanted to talk about the Lord, and he, he, he just his life was different. His life was changed. That's a miracle of God. I'd love to see God do that this year a whole lot of times. Pray for the supernatural working of God. And then he says, let your work be seen by your servants and your splendor by their children. The supernatural splendor of God. It's another thing we can pray for. Now this is kind of tied with his work, but it's, it's a little bit different shade of meaning. Sometimes when you see God work in your life, you learn something new about him. Something about his character. Um, I think of Hagar. You remember the story about Hagar, and there's all this family strife in, in Abraham's family, and and uh, Sarah is is uh, abusive toward Hagar, and Hagar flees the home and goes out into the wilderness, and God supplies for her there what she needs, and and meets her the first time he gives her instruction, and then another time she comes out, but he gives he. At the end of this, she says, this is the well of the living one who sees me. And she, she calls him Jehovah Roy, which means Yahweh who sees me. She learned something new about that, that, that day about God. She learned because God acted in her life. She learned something about his character, that he notices the details of my life, that he cares about the problems that I face, uh, that he's active in my life, even though I may not realize it in a difficult circumstance. He, she saw the work of God, and she saw the splendor of who he was, and she said, I've just got to name him something new. And you find countless, countless examples of that through the Scripture. The Lord is my banner. The Lord is my provider. And you could go down the list of the names of God and, and how people experienced the work of God, and it showed them something about who God was. 
let our children see your splendor. Moses maybe is getting a little bit on up in years, and, and, and he's thinking, you know, I, I've seen these things. I've, I've went through the struggle called life, but Lord, I want more. I want to see you're working more. But, but not only that, I want to see you work in the lives of my children. I want them to be able to see what you're like. I want them to know how wonderful you are. I want them to see you and appreciate you and love you the way I see you and appreciate you and love you. And so he prays for the supernatural splendor of God to be revealed to his children. Is that not a great prayer to pray for your kids? Uh, you might want to underline that and put a bookmark there and just go home and pray it or pray it, pray it right now if you want to. But we pray for the supernatural wisdom of God, the supernatural compassion of God, uh, the supernatural satisfaction, supernatural joy, supernatural working, supernatural splendor, and then finally supernatural favor. Look at verse 17. Let the favor of the Lord our God be on us. Establish for us the work of our hands. Establish the work of our hands. Now, some translate favor beauty, and it can be translated either way, but I think the idea here is that God's favor is upon them to establish what they're doing. Um, I had a friend in Texas named Rodney Williams, and uh, he shared with me one time uh, about a prayer that he had prayed for his church. He was a pastor, and he, he's, he prayed for his church, God, give me fruit and fruit that will last. I think that's kind of similar to what Moses is praying here. He's saying, Lord, establish the work of my hands. Establish the work of our hands, what we're doing for God. Um, I, I had a a, a gerbil, a couple of gerbils, actually, when I was uh, in high school. We had a little cage for him, and, and we had one that he was like psycho. You know, if you open the door, he'd jump, and he'd bang his head on the, the screen at the top. But we, had, we bought this little wheel for them. You know, you've seen the wheels running like this, and, and, uh, and the wheels turning and everything, but they're not going anywhere. Have you ever felt that like, like that in your life? You just kind of... You know, a whole lot of activity, but not accomplishing a whole lot. I think, I think Moses, you know, when you've seen a whole generation of your people die off in the wilderness, I think there might be a feeling of doing this, you know. I'm supposed to bring them to the promised land, and here, here we are running in our... So, so Moses says, hey, God, please grant us your favor. Establish the work of our hands, God. And, and we know the story that Moses, uh, because he had disobeyed God, he wasn't able to go into the promised land, but he was able to view the promised land uh, from the mountain. And then I believe God answered the prayer of Moses in the life of Joshua. Talk about establishing the work of the hand. God. Joshua went in there, and I mean, he absolutely did a phenomenal job. God's favor was upon him. Moses helped on the uh, Transjordan side with, the, with Sion and Og. God blessed him. The favor of God was upon him. 
uh, and, and blessed the work of his hands in that case. And, and, and then the, the, the people as a whole, God blessed them. Uh, and this was on the tail end of, of, a, of a sin, a corporate sin um, that God had had to judge them for. So perhaps, and we don't know where this, exactly where this prayer falls, but perhaps it was right after the Balaam situation. And Moses says, Lord, Lord, turn, have compassion, show favor to us again. Establish the work of our hands. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be on the wheel this year. <laughs> Do you? I don't think any of us want to be on the wheel. Uh, I, I want to see God establish the work of our hands as his people. Let's pray for that so that so that God can do his work through us. So, if you want the supernatural work of God in your life, pray for it. Pray for supernatural wisdom, supernatural compassion, supernatural satisfaction, supernatural joy, supernatural working, supernatural splendor, and supernatural favor in your life. Let me say one other thing. If you... um, if you're a child of God, this is a pretty pretty straightforward message. Pray for the supernatural working of God in your life. If you're not a child of God, there's another prayer you need to pray. And it's a prayer of repentance and trust in Jesus so that you can know his forgiveness and, and begin a relationship with him. Um, you cannot have the supernatural power of God upon your life in the way that he wants you to have it unless you know Christ. So... Uh, I'm going to give an, an opportunity here in just a moment uh, to, to let you respond and make that decision tonight if you need to make that decision. And uh, it would be my joy to do that. And then also, if you're as a child of God, maybe you just want to come to the altar and, and, and pray. Maybe uh, for the supernatural power of God, working of God upon our church, upon your personal life, maybe your family. Uh, maybe you want to come up here and pray for your kids. I don't know. Whatever God lays you to lays upon your heart to do, you do. Uh, let's let's pray.